All right, good morning, everyone. As I said, um, Kiel, this is going to be, a, I see a Marsha driving and saying hi at the same time. Don't do that, Marsha. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right, so Bianca, good morning, Josefina. Good morning, guys. All right, so if you want to, I see Anna Tajas right in front of me in a beautiful background right there. So Bianca, I don't know if you're available because you, you had strong feelings about 2020. I said, I want to talk about 2020. I want to talk about the 60 offers Jose got this week on his property, 60 offers. And then I want to go about uh, um, what we have scheduled for today. So Bianca, I don't know if you're available. If not, I'll sure. get started. Yes, you are. Okay, so you said you have strong feelings and I want uh, some other attendants, some other agent's opinion. When you say about 2020, in 30 seconds, give is it positive or negative and why? 2020 has been one of the most positive years of my life. Mm -hmm. I started a business with my mom. Mm -hmm. It has gone through so much thriving that I cannot even begin to explain. I, it was the first year of my life that my husband and I spent together and not traveling consistently across the globe mm -hmm. um, and separately because we used to do that with work. So we were a little bit nervous about our relationship being around each other that long, but I can honestly say that we've grown closer than we've ever been. And uh, I, I can't complain. Um, we bought a house, we found joy in activities and, and things that we have never found joy in together before. Right. Um, and I will just say, I'm sick and tired of hearing everybody say how horrible 2020 is and how they can't wait until New Year's because quite frankly, does anybody think something is changing at the stroke of midnight of 2021? That's a great point, and, that, and that's a, the, the beautiful thing. You know, nothing is changing you know, between the 31st and the 1st, nothing. I'm not saying things are not going to change, but nothing is gonna change between the 31st and the 1st. That is a great, great, great point, right? So for some people, they had huge, you know, bad, bad experiences, but for the majority, and I'm talking only about real estate, right? And Bianca was talking about different things that, that contributed uh, for a great year 2020. But in terms of real estate, I'm, unfortunately, some people had some financial issues, and unfortunately, so many people had uh, some uh, uh, health issues. But in terms of real estate, it's been one of the most positive uh, years uh, we've ever had. And at least in the you know, past 20 years that I've been in real estate, it's been a fantastic year. And I'm, what, uh, going along with uh, Bianca's thought, I don't think anything is going to change in the near future right? At least for January, February, March, at least for the next quarter, I think it's going to remain the same. Why? Very simple. Let's be very objective. Inventory, it's extremely, extremely, extremely low nationwide. We are not talking about a very specific market. Nationwide is very, very, very low. Now, interest rates are under 3% and about 3.5% for international buyers which by the way, can now travel to the United States. So the combination of that low inventory, low interest rate, and then opening up the borders for people to travel to the United States makes it a very, very powerful combination. Not only that, for the people that are in Florida, we have agents around the nation, but if you're in Florida, if you're in Texas, you have two huge, huge, huge advantages. What are they? Very simple, no state taxes, right? And we understand the taxes in New York are extremely high, even higher now in California. If you are a resident of California, you're leaving California, now they're talking about 
five years of taxes, even if you don't live there anymore, because they assume that for the past five years, the money you made was in California. So they want to tax you more. They want to increase for, from 13% to 16% state taxes. So imagine you paying 15 to 16% more just for the privilege of living in California, right? They call it the weather tax, right? This is such an amazing weather, but still 16%, man, you can go there every month if you want and have fun. So again, the combination of low inventory and that this is something that you can talk uh, about with your clients, right? The combination of low inventory, low interest rate, and not only foreigners, but people from New York and California, high state income taxes coming to Florida, if you're in Florida, make it a very, very powerful combination. As a matter of fact, I was talking to a broker three weeks ago and I was asking him uh, the question of how, how is it going for you? And he said, it, you know, <laughs> it's a kind of strong way, but he said it, we need another pandemic. This was so happy because of the business, right? And I see some of you laughing, right? And he said it in a, in a, in a you know, in a, in a nice way. He wasn't talking about having another pandemic for the sake of, but, but in real estate, it's been amazing, right? Uh, so I, I see a, a few comments right here. Uh, Jeffrey, right? From uh, San Diego, we have eight, I'll just say San Diego. And now we have many agents, as a matter of fact, from San Diego, beautiful San Diego. I did a one-on-one -on -one call with one of our agents in San Diego last week and he was uh, in an office and the weather was beautiful. I asked him to show me with the camera, uh, the view, it is just an incredible state. The only problem is just the taxes, man. It's just too much. Uh, so anyways, that's number one. Uh, I wanna also, if you guys, anybody, what comments do you have about 2020 in 30 seconds? Anybody, if somebody wants to give me a comment about 2020, are they kind of three? If not, I'm gonna pick somebody, three, Two, well, I'm gonna pick Josefina because I have it right in front of me. <laughs> I just have you in front of I me. I knew you were gonna say my name. I almost turned my video off. I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna hide. I'm gonna hide, let me turn my video off. So 2020. It's been fantastic. Right? It's yeah. been, you know, fantastic. Oh, made the best out of it. Um, I'm a very positive person. So I just made the best out of it. I, I am with um, Bianca. I'm, it's unfortunate how many yeah people got sick and how many people have passed away with this pandemic, but us that were allowed to have health and, and, and still here going, I mean, keep pushing, keep going. It's just been fantastic. My business have just run off the market. I mean, my husband's been doing some other business and he's been doing amazing too with that. So I have no complaints. I'm just so grateful and thankful to life. Yes. Right, right. and again, Going back to Bianca's point, nothing is going to change. I love that quote, Bianca, I'm gonna get it from you. Nothing is going to change from the 31st to the first. A hundred percent. Like she couldn't say it any better. Like I'm I'm with her. I'm like, people always say, can't wait till 2020 is over. I'm like, okay, so January 1st, guys, be ready. No more COVID. We're gonna be, you know, <laughs> successful people now. January 1st, like, no, <laughs> yeah. I have so, a question. Um, sure, Ellie. Uh, exactly what you guys are talking about. The ones that have been here longer, I'm new, as everybody knows. I just started with uh, with the company and everything, and with real estate. The ones that have been here long and have seen what has happened this year, which has been definitely, for what I hear, incredible. What do you expect that's going to happen next year? I mean, uh, is it going to keep going the same way? Is it going to lower a little bit? Is it going to get better? Yeah, um, one, one more just... time, the, the combination, and I know you're in South Florida, so the combination of extremely low inventory, extremely low inventory, 
interest rates all time low, less than 3% for domestic buyers and less than 3.5% for foreigners, all right? And so many, so, so many people either moving to South Florida or purchasing in Florida makes it a very, very powerful combination. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna to go to Jose. Jose, tell me about the experience because we talked last week on the phone uh, and tell me what happened in your open house. Uh, so for my open house, I, I did a couple of things. I made sure to, to advertise as much as I could. I created a flyer and I sent it out to everyone in my database. Um, I created a, a squeeze page for the property, but that, that didn't attract too many people. It was more the flyer putting it out. Um, I put four open, host, uh, open house signs on each of the corners, but I made sure that two days before I knocked on every door for the, the neighbors. Say said, that again. What, what do you do? I knocked on the doors and I said, hey, hi, my name's Jose. Uh, sorry to bother you and I, I'll keep my distance, but I'm going to be having an open house. I'm selling the, the, the house next door. Um, it, you know, it needs repairs. It, we're asking 350 and, you know, we, I just wanted you to, you know, invite you. If you want to see the home from the inside and compare it to your own, I'll be there from uh, 12 to 2. Uh -huh. um, so I did that. A bunch of the, a bunch of them were a little bit scared, but all, most of them were really well received. And uh, for the open house, I said, I need to be the expert. So uh -huh. I grabbed... I grabbed my market report for the month. I displayed it. I had a sign-in sheet for realtors. So that way I can track the realtors and a sign-in sheet for the, the regular people. And on a whiteboard, I wrote last 90 days, right? Average days, uh, average price per, uh, per square foot, highest sold, lowest sold, um, all this stuff. And then average three bed, average four bed, average five bed, and my website at the bottom. And they it really really was well taken. People were taking pictures, asking me about it. They, you know, and over 200 people came. I couldn't, I, there were people that I, I didn't see because they were just <laughs> walking the house. Right. And- uh, How many offers it, did you get? It, I think it was 58 last night, but I have 10 that came in today. So it's about, it's in the 60s. All right. And how much is the, uh, the price? So the, I'm getting, about sixty thousand over asking. So, it, uh, if it's three fifty, I've had some offers come in four ten, exactly. and the house the house needs about one hundred twenty in repairs. Imagine, so, so imagine yeah. that. You know why that is, right? Low inventory. Mm -hmm. I hundred percent. And it's in a good area, right? Last last night I was uh, at a dinner party for uh, you know one of my my son's friend, and uh, the owner of the house where we were, he was saying. Uh, this is a, it's a very private community, um, and he, uh, he has no traffic, but he says uh, during the past two weeks, the house, two houses down, is for sale, and says that the traffic in that, in his street right now, is just uh, amazing. Not only that, but now people are knocking on his door, asking him if he's selling the home, and he's saying, do you see any for sale, for sale sign? <laughs> I'm not selling my home, yeah. right? That, that's how low inventory is and how, how buyers are willing uh, you know, how far they're willing to go, knocking on somebody else's door that has, you know, no for sale sign. And he said, those are not investors, right? They're not, you know, low-balling me with, with offers. Those are people that want to, you know, buy in the area, but they can't find anything right now. Oh, and one more thing. The top four offers are people mm -hmm. who ask me to represent them. So they say, I really want this house. I want you to represent me so I have a better shot. And some of them are realtors and said, I'm going to step out of the way to give you the commission so I make, make sure to get out of the house. 
You just the demand. The demand is crazy. And yeah, the demand is crazy. Yep. So look at look at where we started back in March, right? I said, I mean, this is going to be the worst year. I was. I, I didn't want to say it, but I, you know, my 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 forecast was not that 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 good, right? Uh, and I always say that it's not about the economy, right? It's not about the market. It's about you. How do you develop yourself? Uh, but sometimes, like this exception, doesn't really matter how prepared you are. If you can expose your knowledge, your services, whatever you're selling, your products, it's going to be very difficult. But look at how everything everything turned in real estate, and look at where we are today. Uh, you know, record-breaking years for so so many agents across the nation. It's been one of the most fantastic uh, years uh, in real estate. So the question for you guys is: How proactive are you going to be starting today? until at least the end of next uh, quarter? Are you going to take advantage of this amazing real estate market, right? Uh, uh, this is not the year to uh, stop in December. This is not the year to lower your differences. This is not the year to slow down. This is, this is the time for you to put your foot in the pedal in the metal and go as fast as you can because we don't know how long, and Ellie was asking that, you know, how long is it going to be? We don't know. What we know is what Bianca said, right? Nothing is going to change from uh, December 31st to the 1st, right? Eventually, you know, everything starts to slow down. It's like in every cycle in real estate, but we are in a very, very hot, hot market. So what are you doing right now? And what are you going to be doing from now until the other next of next, next quarter? It might be February, it might be March, it might be, it might be April. We don't know. What we know is that today, if we take action, the results are going to be huge, huge. All right. So kudos to you, Jose. You're, you're, you've been putting the work. You do not miss a session. You will, you know, you contact me on a weekly basis. You're always asking questions. You even came to my office the other day and I couldn't... Uh, uh, say hi to you, and I was so sorry. You know, I was so sad I couldn't see you, but I was in a, in the middle of a conversation. I know, I know, I no, no, no. It's you know, it's a, that that's a proactive approach we're all looking for. Uh, and yesterday, yesterday I met Thomas in person. I went to his open house. Oh, we're in the Granada. The Granada. We, how do you like it? That the, the house is old, but it's like four million dollar house. It's beautiful. It's uh, beautiful. How but, much is it uh, for? Uh, I think he said about three million, three something. Three. I don't know if you're here in the call, but yeah. No, yeah. it's a beautiful house, and uh, I had never seen in the closet they have tiny fans. I had never seen that before. <laughs> oh, really? You see? Yeah, it's, huh? it's fancy. Yeah. yeah, it's fancy. Exactly. All right. Uh, and Thomas is another one, right? That he has so uh, so many listings that they're going off the shelf, right? Like three, five million, seven million dollar listings, even in the high end. Uh, again, there is not that much inventory, and uh, I think he had that listing for a couple of weeks, and I think it's going to go very, very fast because of that, because of the low inventory. And also right now, if you compare prices, if you want to buy compared to renting because of that low, low interest rate, it's pretty much the same, right? Right, when you're on the water, then you have other expenses, right? Uh, which is insurance, et cetera, it's much, much higher. But it's a great time. It is a great time for real estate agents, right? So let me see right here if there is any other comment. Uh, great, it's low inventory for single family homes, correct? Absolutely. Uh, not for condos, no, depending on where you are. Now, condominiums are always a little bit slower uh, to sell. Not only because there is there are more of them, but they're very similar, right? So condominium 1702 and 1802, same line, same view. Um, you know, it's, it's all about pricing. Condominiums is all about pricing. Houses have a little bit more 
unique characteristics, unique uh, features, but still condos are not taking that that long, all right? Uh, so very, very important. So Richard said, Richard, haven't seen you in a while. Say hello to Maria. I put my home on the market, receive an offer. Oh, oh receive an offer over, over asking price, okay? The first day. Had the second offer over the first offer, but I jumped the gun and signed the first offer a couple of hours before the offer. Hey, Richard, but at least you got it. I, 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 I saw Richard say hi to, I haven't seen you in a while, man. Well, where's that office, in the Keys? Yeah, I can hear you. Let me see, let me unmute you. Let me see, I'll unmute you, don't worry, I'll do it. There you go. Give me one second, let me, why is not unmuting? Okay. I don't know what's going on. Okay, there you go. How are you, sir? No, I can't hear you still. Uh, maybe it's the microphone. Can you speak? Let's see. No, okay, we'll, co we'll communicate via text. So congratulations on that, you see? And that's, a, I don't think it's in Miami. Say yes or no, it's not in Miami, it's in the Keys, right? Right, it's in the Keys. So again, within the first day, boom, an offer. Second day, a, a second offer a few hours later. Market is very, very, very hot. All right, Key West, that's right. Yeah, right in the Keys. Okay, so I'm gonna go with the, the questions from today. And uh, before I show you the questions, I wanna show you, a, I wanna ask you a question and I'm gonna share it with you right here. Uh, there we go, please, this is key. You guys ask me so many times, what should I say? Do you have any script for buyers, sellers, for seller by owners, uh, expires, etc.? What social conversations are you having about real estate? Last night, as I said, I was gonna, I went, you know, to pick up my son at a, at a party. I was sitting down in the living room and I had so many conversations and I already have three people uh, that are interested on, uh, you know, making a move in terms of real estate investment. So what social conversations are you having about real estate? So most agents, please pay very close attention because most agents are, you know, they, they, don't, they don't have the right approach because they never been taught, right? So always given a business card. Uh, for Sebastian, are you in the process? Who do you know that wants to buy or sell a property that I can help? It's, it's just, that's the old 1990 mentality, right? They're always pushing the service, right? Always pushing a service. This is my business card. If you know anybody, let them know. Call me if you need to buy or sell a property. Oh man, that, that's just, just, just too much, right? But if I'm with Sebastian, let's say in a baseball game and we are both looking at the baseball game and say, how's everything going? Sebastian is gonna say, fine. And he's gonna say, what to me? How's everything going with your land? Good, man, I had such a busy week. Last week, week and I had a, an open house uh, or I when I was talking to a friend of mine that was doing an open house, he had 60 offer, man, offers. The, more, the real estate market is so, so, so hot. Oh yeah, tell me about it. And now we engage in a real estate conversation, right? And that way I can identify whether Sebastian is interested on buying or selling a property, right? That's it. Did I say I'm in real estate? Did I say, how can I help you? Was it a selling approach? No, right? So what are the different conversations you can have when you interact with people, when they say, how's everything going with you? Oh man, crazy. I have this buyer that I've been looking at, pro uh, to, uh, uh, I've been looking at properties for, the, for him, but the inventory is so low that I just can't find anything, man. By the way, do you know any problem? I'm looking for this type of, oh, are you in real estate? Yeah, yeah, I've been in real estate for a new experience, whatever. And that's a conversation, 
right? So how's everything going with you? Man, I had such a busy weekend. Again, that's, I had an open, uh, an open house on Saturday. I had an open house on Sunday. I'm just tired, man. I have 200 people going to an open house. Am I, what am I doing, right? It's a different way of engaging people with me in real estate. Hey, man, how's everything going? Man, yesterday I received an email. This for with uh, from a real estate agent, a property in South Beach for $68 million. Can you believe the prices of properties here in South Florida? A condominium for $68 million? That's unbelievable, right? So how do you engage in those conversations, right? You don't have say, you don't have to sell your services. Just talk about it, right? And next time, now after two, three times, people are starting engaging with you automatically. Tell me about the real estate market. It happens to me all the time. They know I'm in real estate. They know I, I do coaching for you guys. They see me on TV every week. Oh, I saw you here, I saw you there. Tell me about it. And now they'll start asking you for advice. If you bring the real estate conversation to your social, right, conversations without being pushy, just being surprised, asking them questions. Hey, Sebastian, what do you think, man? What do you think about the real estate market? Yeah, Sebastian might not be a real estate agent, but I'm just asking, what do you think? Well, how hot is your market right now? Huh? How many open houses do you see in your A? By the way, Sebastian, I know you live in Pinecrest. Let's say it's just uh, living in Pinecrest. And I'm looking for a house there for one of my clients. You know, do you know any of your neighbors that is selling? Am I selling my services? No, I'm just engaging in a real estate conversation, which by the way, you're going to learn something from that person. Uh, last night, I actually was in Pinecrest and I didn't know the market was that hot in Pinecrest. And, and who told me that? A resident, not a real estate agent. So I learned something from a resident, right? So are you engaging in a daily basis in real estate conversations with people that, are, that can be your clients? So I'm going to give you some ideas right here. Uh, number one, there you go, right here, open houses, right? Oh, man. Hey, Richard, I went to this amazing open house yesterday. Or can you believe that? This morning, I was in a conversation with a friend. Uh, we had a, every morning, uh, uh, let's say, Ellie, every morning we have a, a meeting, right? It's, we are a, a mastermind group that gets together from 10 to 11 every single morning to talk about real estate. Man, there was a guy on the, on, the, on the call. It's called Jose. He had 60 offers on an open house, 200 people. Can you believe that? What's happening with the real estate market, right? So again, engaging in that conversation. Number two, right? I have this new listing. Don't try to sell the listing. I have this new listing that is amazing. We're very well priced, beautiful, 3-3. Three, three. Talk about something else. I finally, man, I got this new listing that I was looking for. Man, sometimes clients can be, you know, uh, real characters, right? Pending. Oh, man, I have this property that went pending that is driving me crazy. I'm so tired. You know, I have this client that is just a real pain, right? Don't try to sell the property or the new listing. Don't talk about how beautiful is the listing unless they ask you about it. Oh man, I just got this new client, this new listing. Oh man, what a headache. I mean, this guy is so, so analytical. Calls me every single time for this and that Saturdays and Sunday. I'm just tired. Sometimes you have to give the client back, right? Or listen, I'm working with this new client, this new seller. Man, what a gentleman. What a, what a lady. It's been one of my most amazing experiences working with, with sellers. And I've learned so much from this person. Let me tell you what I learned from this person, right? So don't focus so much on selling the product, the house, the clothes. Oh, I had this closing yesterday. It was amazing. It was late. It got delayed. The funds got delayed, right? New client, right? Working on a deal. I'm working on this deal that, man, if we close this deal, 
it's going to be unbelievable for the seller. I'm getting him a property, you know, at a top dollars, right? No commissions from the buyer, like Jose said, right? No commission from the buyers closing in 10 days, cash offer, no financing contingency. Think about it. When you're going to pick up your kids uh, from soccer, right? From baseball, from tennis, right? When you are going at night, right? It's just don't talk about the property in a specific. Don't talk about your services. Talk about the experiences you're having. The experience. Write down that word. So if I don't know what I'm going to say, okay, what experience can I share in a social gathering? right, with people that can prompt those people, right, or engage those people on talking to me about real estate. What experiences on open houses? What experiences with new listings, spendings, close, new deals, working on deals, right? Don't try to be salesy, right? Pushy, right? Right here, another one. I'm going to give you this one. What social conversations are you having about real estate? Watch the Miami Real Estate Show, Many of those, because of the pandemic, we haven't done it there uh, in, in, in properties uh, in a while, but we have such, an am such amazing properties in the Miami Real Estate Show. Man, I saw this property going for $56 million in South Beach. Can you believe that? $56 million. This one right here, by the way, is a $32 million listing. $32 million listing. And, and we've done... Uh, uh, the show in many, many other properties. Share those with other people, right? Share that. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna click on here. I'm gonna share with you this link. Watch the Miami Real Estate Show. You're going to learn, but not only you are going to learn, you're going to be able to have conversations with other people right here. Uh, let me share this with you. And most of you are subscribed, but it's just a reminder, right? Just put it in here right here for everyone. And if you want, you can subscribe so you get the new alerts of the people we interview, right? Oh, by the way, I was listening to, so here's a link. So I was listening to this guy that is a top agent in South Beach and he's telling me in South Beach, there is no product to sell, no inventory, right? Conversations you listen, you know, with this people, you listen to with those people can prompt you to talking about an experience with your friends with your family members all right so there you go there you have it uh let's see next questions from here next question all right next question right here norlees all right fantastic fantastic module and very important all right should i qualify the client before showing the first property or should i meet in the property that he's interested before qualifying them i spend so much time with clients that have never committed. Committed. What do you think, guys? Any feedback? Should we pre-qualify the client before showing the property? Or should we, ah, I see Josefina going like this. I see Anna going like this. Definitely, right? What are the five, Richard, very good. Yes. What are the five pre-qualifying questions? 100%, Josefina says, 100%. What are the five pre-qualifying questions, right? Number one, what is it exactly that you want? Where do you want it? Why do you want it? When do you want it? And how much are you willing to invest? Those are the five pre-qualifying questions you must ask and have very, very clear in your mind before going out with a client, especially a buyer. 
Don't forget about your buyers, but remember you need to concentrate on sellers, right? Again, the five pre-qualifying questions. What is it exactly that you want? Is it a condominium? Is it a house? Is it a townhouse? Is it a one, two, three, four bathroom unit? If it is a condominium, is it a with city view, ocean view, bay view, low, uh, low floor, high floor? What type of amenities are you looking for? What is it exactly that you want? Be very, very, very detailed, all right? The more you know, the more you're going to be able to, ha to help your client. Number two, where, where? T tell me where you live. Tell me where you go to work. Tell me the type of schools you want if you have kids. Tell me where your friends live if there are foreigners, where your friends live, when, where, where do you stay when you come to the city, right? Be very specific. If you're not as specific, when you say, what do you want? Something nice. We're in a good place. Why? To increase, and Anna, Anna, Anna knows because she works with a lot of investors, right? Why? Because I want to increase my return on investment. When? When you find me the opportunity. And how much are you willing to invest? About $150,000. What did I learn from that conversation? Nothing, right? So what do you want is the type of property? Number two, where? Explain to me the area. Tell me the area so I know exactly where to focus on. Number three, why? So there are three whys, right? Main residence, vacation, or investment, right? So there's a, the, the conversation is going to completely be, it's going to be completely different if it is a property to leave or an investment property. So very, very important. We need to understand why they're buying. But tell me specifically why you're buying. Investment, residence, or vacation. When? Oh, no, no. When you find me the property. Really? Okay, good. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. So if I get you the property today, Jeffrey, you are going, you're able to make an offer today. Well, not right away. You know, it's just, you know, I got to liquidate some investments uh, that is going to take me at least three, uh, three months. So actually by March. Oh, okay. By March then. So it's not right now. So I know that I don't have to be in a hurry. I know he has to liquidate some investment or sell his current home or, you know, put the property for sale or do something before taking action. All right, so I kind of slow down a little bit. If he says, yes, I'm ready, I have the cash, I have the financing, I'm ready to go, right? I'm just looking for the right property. Okay, good. So that uh, creates a sense of urgency from my part, on my part, got it? And finally, the most important question, how much? How much is not only to see how much they can buy for, but what is the least? price that I'm going to show them because if they have a million dollars and I show them a half a million dollar property they are not going to like that half a million dollar property all right you can't compare even if it is discounted at a very very good percentage you can't can't compare a million dollar property with half a million dollar property so you can't compete if you so show them something that is way below their budget you won't be able to compete when the right the agent comes with the right property at a much higher price even if it is more expensive, they will go with that price. So the pricing, how much money they have, it's key to your, your success on finding the right property. It's pretty much the most important thing. Got it? All right, cool. Any questions? Let's see if I have any questions right here. Neymar, I have a listing in another area that is not the area that I want to focus, okay. Should I look for more listings in that area now that I sold the listing in only three days? Look at that again, right? In only three days, we have wholesale with multiple 
many offers, right? We have Richard who sold it in one day. We have Neymar who sold it in three days. Maybe I can send emails or postcards. All right, so I have a listing in an area that I just, so Neymar, so depending if you can, if you wanna come to, uh, to the microphone so we can role play a little bit and understand the situation because it depends on how far you are from your uh, target uh, area, area, right? So if you're 15, 20 miles away, it's gonna be very difficult for you to perform at a high level in that area, right? Um, if you, go ahead, go ahead. Hi, Orlando, yes, I'm like 20 minutes away from that area. Okay, and the average price is similar to where you live or higher? Yes, no, it's similar. Okay, so 20 minutes away, I don't think it's gonna be a big issue, all right? Uh, just make sure you make the, the right advertisement for that and definitely use emails and postcards, right? Uh, now, very important guys, most agents, and Amar, you, you follow instructions to, you know, to, to the T, so very good. So pay very close attention to this. Most agents just send a postcard that says, just sold. All right, what do you want a cookie for that? You know, a thumbs up, not a big deal, right? So what we wanna do in this case, uh, Neymar, it's right, learn, the three things that I did to sell a property in your neighborhood, this property, all right, in less than 36, what is it? In less than three days. Got it? Okay. Contact me, okay? Learn, and then you can have a landing page with that information or text me at this number, your cell phone number, email me at this number to learn what I did to sell this property in less than three days. Orlando, you're saying that as an email or a postcard? Both. Oh, okay. Good, both, right? By, by, by telling them that, you are already letting them know that you sold it. Don't tell them you sold it. Tell them, all right, that you have a formula, three things, four things, five things that you did to sell a property in three days. By the way, in your case, Jose, you had 60 offers, man. Okay. You put the postcard or the email, all right? And you say, the three things I did to create or, or generate 60 offers for this property and over 200 people visiting in the open house, all right? Text me or email me here to find out more. Got it? Yeah, I do. We need to offer people something instead of just saying what we did I sold the property. All right, what do you want now? A cookie, two cookies, three cookies? What do you like, Oreo? No, we need to offer them something. The three things I did, all right? In your community, all right? Very, very important. Always, always offer value. Always, always give them a hook. That's what's called in marketing, a hook. Three things I did, all right? For my seller, all right? to get him 60 plus offers in a weekend. That is very, very, very powerful, all right? Okay, so we continue right here. What are the five questions, Scott? Very good, one more time. Very, very, very important. Number one, the five pre-qualifying questions. Number one, what is it, what? What do you want? Very, very specific. Number two, where do you want it? Number three, why do you want it? Number four, when do you want it? And I think Laura, thank you, Laura, for writing it down. Number four, when. 
And number five, how much are you willing to invest? Thank you very much. Oh, Josefina also did it too. Very, very good. Those five questions are like the doctor, right? The doctor, when you go to the doctor, they pre-qualify you. And sometimes newer agents are afraid of asking those questions because they think the buyer is just going to go away or they don't want to. Bon appetit, Tomas, with a coffee, right? They don't want to, they don't want to disclose that information. No, to the contrary. If you go to the doctor, right, and I see Anna right here, you see her, right? If I if Anna goes to the doctor and and okay, you know what? I have uh, don't tell me anything, Anna. Take this pill. Whoa, wait a minute. What do you mean? It's, you don't even know what I'm take this pill. I haven't even told you what I'm here, right? So the more questions the doctor asks, the more comfortable you feel, yes or no? Of course. Right? When you go to the law, your lawyer, right? The more questions he asks, the more comfortable you feel. Right? So you need to ask a lot of questions. If you ask them in the proper way, you're not asking personal questions. You're just asking real estate questions. If you ask them in, the, in a good way, you're going to come across you know, as a real professional and tell them it's only not only what you say, but how you say it. Well, Mr. Buyer, I go through a process that makes that, that ensures that I do not waste your time and I find the right property, exactly the property that you're looking for. In order to do that, Mr. Buyer, I go through a series of five questions. So now he knows I'm not improvising, right? And I'm telling him right now, I go through a series of five questions, which through the years have proven to be very helpful for all my buyers, right? And I'm gonna go very fast through the five and then we're gonna take it slowly to understand exactly what is it that you need because every buyer has a different situation. So very quick, I'm gonna tell you the five questions that I go through, right? Like when you go to the doctor, they weight you, they see your pressure, they see your, your check your heart, the same thing, right? So in real estate as professionals, we need to do the same in order to ensure a smooth transaction and find exactly what you're looking for. So the five questions are very simple, Mr. Buyer. What do you want? Where? Why do you want it? When do you want it and how much? So let's get started with the first one and let's focus on that one and be very, very specific and very detailed. So again, not only we don't waste your time, but more important, we find the property that you're looking for. So tell me, Mr. Buyer, what is it exactly that you want? Three things. Is it a house, condominium, townhouse? Let's get started right there. You see, now I'm coming across as a person that knows exactly what he's looking for, that, that, that he's talking about, that I've done this before. I told him about five things. I mentioned the five things. I told him also that we have to stop in each of these questions, right? Because that's what I've done before to discover what it's good, the value for him, right? That's it. It's that simple, all right? So next one right here, Jeffrey. Thank you. My pleasure, Scott. Thank you. Jeffrey Orlando, do you find the questions who is looking who is looking to invest is also relevant. In other words, are you always taking, always talking to investors or do you have to ask who is the investor include? Uh, Jeffrey, I see you here. I don't see you more in the screen, but I, okay, now I see you. There you go. So if you can unmute, let me unmute you. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay. Can you hear me? Sure, I can. Go ahead. So if you can ask the question again. It's just a question about the who. Are, typically, are you already talking with the, the main principal? Um, or do you have to, you know, make sure that you have all interested parties yes. when you're asking these questions? 100%, all right? So I, may, I need to make sure that I'm talking to the decision maker, 
right? And if the decision maker is not included, so Jeffrey, when would be the best time for you and your wife uh, to talk about the property? Now, now, in the pre-qualifying aspect of it, I can talk to you, right? But I'm not going to go and show a property before I'm talking to your wife, talking to your wife as well. And I, I, I get the first pre-qualifying questions from you. And then ideally, I want to have a second conversation. And in this case, uh, Zoom conversation with you and your wife. All right. So let me make sure, Jeffrey, and, and then your wife, that, that, that we understand and that we're on the same page. So on Tuesday of last week, you told me that you wanted a 2-2 uh, condominium in downtown Miami, for example, right? All right? So I told you exactly where, you know, and, and what is it that you want. And that your budget, and, and the reason is that because you want to live to a very centric area because your office is going to be around downtown. Is that, is that right? Is that still the case? Right. And the reason you're moving is because you want to leave there, right? Mm -hmm. And that you're ready, right? You have the funds, the deposit, you have all the down payment, you know, 20% down, and you already uh, found the financing for the property. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm, I'm looking at you and your wife. And finally, you said your budget is about $450,000 to $475,000. Are we still in the same page? Great. All right. So for that reason, right, between the, the, the call we have uh, on Tuesday and today, I just brought you four, four, four properties for you to look at, right, before we go out and the, the field, we go out to, uh, uh, to downtown Miami and show those properties. So I share my screen with you. Is this something that you're looking for? Got it? It's going to take me 10, 15 minutes. That's what we need to do, right, and filter most properties before we go out and show them. Make sense? Cool. Pre-qualifying, it's key. It's going to save you three things. It's going to save you time, money, but the most important thing, it's going to save you a lot of frustration. All right? It's going to save you a lot of frustration. Do not show a property until you have those five questions answered in a very detailed way. All right? Good. All right. So, no, my pleasure. My pleasure. All right. So let me continue here with the chat right here. All right. Okay. So I, I think that's the last one right there. Let me go back to my slides right here. Share my screen. There you go. And uh, Karen says, Karen Mitchell, I think she's in the call today. So if you are here, just say hi. I'm currently running ads on Facebook. I'm getting some leads. My question now is, what do I do with those leads? I have email addresses. What do I do with them? So remember, guys. There are four quadrants of marketing. I say this pretty much every single week. Email marketing, social media, online marketing, offline marketing. The idea, right, of the last three is the following. With social media, I want to put them what? On my email marketing campaign. Online marketing, I get those leads, put them in my email campaign. Offline marketing, Jose, you had over 200 people. You should be calling today all those 200 people. You got a lot of leads to work for the next quarter, right? All right. So you got to go through all those people today. You got a lot of work to do and a small kid. <laughs> right. So very important. The idea is that in those other three quarters of marketing, we want to put them into a drip campaign, an email marketing sequence that is automated. So what do we do with them? We want to make sure that we reach out to them. So once you get the lead, immediately, doesn't really matter what you get them, whether it's an open house, Jose said today, it's all about reaching out to those people. Open houses, online, or social media, the reason you get their information is because they're looking for, for something. Hey, Jose, how you doing? Orlando Montiel, 
I noticed I have in my records that you were in the open house this weekend. Tell me exactly what is it that you're looking for? How can I help you? That's it. You do not talk anymore. Jose, how you doing? Orlando Montiel, I noticed that you were in my open house this weekend. Most likely you're looking for a home. Tell me, what questions do you, have, do you have about it? How can I help you? 200 people. You reach out to those 200 people, you're going to get a lot of leads, a lot of people interested, a lot of people interested. And how much did the open house cost you? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, I bought the signs. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah. $18. But that, right, but that's an investment. That is not a purchase, right? Because you're going you're gonna to use those for, for the future too. Right. So I'm going to tell you one more thing, guys. One more thing. I was uh, on uh, Thursday, what, I was interviewed by the director of uh, Compass, the company uh, here for the state of Florida, Beth Butler. Right. Very seasoned uh, veteran. She has an amazing podcast right now. And she had me in the podcast and uh, she asked me, what's the number one lead generation source for your agents when you're coaching them? I said, oh, by far, by far. What is it? The number one said, what is it, Jose? Lead generation. Sorry, source? I muted. Uh, open houses. Open houses. Open houses. And she said, that's funny. And I said, why? Well, you know what? She said, you know, Audrey Ross is, of course, I know Audrey. Audrey is a legend in Miami. All right. Uh, she sells 20, 30 million dollar properties. She's been doing this for at least 30, 35 years. She's a legend in Miami. A very, very high end uh, properties. And she, she said, I had Audrey on the, on, the, on the podcast two weeks ago. And she said, for the past, I think, 30 years, I've been doing open houses every single weekend. She still does them. She's a multi-million dollar producer. By the way, the, the, the website she has, I think it's miamirealestate.com. I mean, that's worth millions. Go there, Miami Real Estate, and look at the, I think I, think I can have it here. I think I have it here. My, it's, I think it's Miami Real Estate, Real Estate. Miami Real Estate. I think, it, I think that's the... Uh, the website. I just want to show you. Yep, that's her. Look at this. So, and she she does the open houses. It's not somebody else. It's she's doing the open houses. I think where is it? I think I lost it. There you go. So right here, Magic City. And look, look. By the way, this is a, a property that I went to look for. I, I just saw it. I, it's just a sixty thousand dollar a month rental. It's beautiful property. Look at look at her exclusive listings. Right. I, I mean, her listings are just where where are they? Why why can I see them? Yeah. I, pushing to somebody else right thing look at that 21 million 14 million 11 million 4 million look at that look at this this is one of my favorite houses in miami it's one of my favorite houses uh and again she's doing open houses every single weekend herself and she says i do not delegate my open houses i go there I need my, and she lives here. She lives in that, in, that, in that community. I need my neighbors to see me every single weekend. And what easier way to communicate and engage with my clients, all right, than, than in an open house. That's the easiest way, right, right here. That's Audrey Ross, a legend in Miami. So my question to you, are you doing open houses in a daily basis, in a weekly basis? You must, at least two, all right, ideally three per week. All right, so let me continue right here. I think I have another comment. Thomas, okay, okay, Laura, um, I met her. She's truly amazing. She is truly amazing. Oh, by the way, for many years, by many years, oh, that's one. By many years, she had a column in the Miami Real Estate, uh, in, the, in the Miami Herald, writing about real estate, writing, 
and she paid for that ad. So she purchased the ad, all right? And then instead of saying, call me, I'm the number one agent. She was the number one agent in Miami for many years. What would she do? She write a column about real estate, about the process of buying, selling, tips, the state of the market. What is she doing? Positioning herself, herself as the expert of choice in our community. She's paying for the same ad or all other real estate agents are paying for, but instead of just her saying how amazing she is, she doesn't have to say it. When you write something, when you provide value, when you communicate that value, all right, you automatically become that expert of choice, all right? So going back to the postcards, right? If you're going to send a postcard because you sold a property, just don't just say, I sold a property, say what you did to sell those properties. Right? Or tell them you did three specific things, five things to sell that property. Right? So I hope that helps. Uh, finally, right here, share. So again, what do, I, what do you do with them? You call them immediately. When you generate a lead, right? The sooner you call them, the better. Ideally, immediately after, of course, sometimes you're busy with clients, etc. But as soon, as soon as you get that lead, you should be contacting that person. Second thing, you put them into your drip campaign. And then every single day you go into your email marketing software and you check who opened the email, who click on that email, and you contact those people. And uh, you go through the same process. Hey, Andrew, how you doing? I noticed that yesterday you opened my email about the state of the market in downtown San Diego. Tell me, how can I help you? What questions do you have about it? Two open-ended questions. That simple. All right, guys. Christine, I'm going to go with that. This last one, great video. Started implementing the weekly planner and the magic paper. When is the best time to respond to an email? I have the habit of responding immediately, and that is why I have emails on my phone. I find clients want super fast response. All right. So I respond to emails. In, I suggest you guys respond to emails three times per day. All right. And eventually uh, lower to one time per day. I do not respond to emails. Uh, that's my assistant. Eventually, you will have an assistant that responds to emails. And then once a day, you check whatever is left in the inbox. In the meantime, you need to schedule all right, uh, your email responses. Because if not, you'll find yourself answering emails. You'll find yourself wasting a lot of time just looking at your emails. By the way, it will become a habit. And then you'll check your emails between 17 to 20 times per day. The average person checks their email 17 times per day. That's a lot of wasted time. You multiply that by five, that is 100 times a week. You multiply that by four, that is 400 times per uh, month. 400 times per month. That's just Monday through Friday. If you do it twice a week, that one might be what? It's only what? Uh, 80, 80 compared to 400. Right. And you will be way more efficient when you block, which is the last thing I wanted to talk to you about email marketing. All right. When you block the time to look at your emails. So when you're doing emails, the only thing you're doing is responding to those emails. You'll be way more focused. Your response will be better and you will finish those emails way faster. All right. Remember that it's the only tool everybody uses. Frequency and consistency in email marketing. It's key. All right. The key to email marketing is the subject line, like in every single uh, piece of marketing, weekly email analysis and a daily analysis, actually, link to your website or 
hope site. It's linked to your website. Create expectations in every single email. No more than 250 words. Remember, when people go into their email, they are in delete mode. So you need to be very short. Get them, get them with their uh, uh, with the title, and finally automate the process. All right, email them at least twice per week, and remember that content is key. Now, you have the automation. Most of you have the automation via Octopus, right? And you have you have our system. Most of you have our system. If you don't have our system, email us at info at monteororganization.com. We can set you up. Uh, to show you how the system works and uh, show you a demo and how the drip campaign works in Spanish, in English, the frequency, the consistency, the content, etc. All right. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is to have that touching point with every single client that you have. And email marketing, it's the best one because that's what everybody uses. All right, guys. So let's see if I have anything else. Uh, no, I don't think I have any. Go ahead. I have, I have one quick question. Please. Once, once we close a property, does the drip campaign change? Once you close a property? Yeah, for that owner. No, the, 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 uh, the drip campaign of that owner, right, should still remain the same. And you have Octopus with us. So yeah, Octopus, yeah, yeah, Octopus will continue with relevant general information for buyers and for sellers. So it won't change. Octopus won't recognize whether that it's a, they just close a property or not. It just send them relevant information twice per week. No, no, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, ha I have it set up. I just was wondering if I should create one in KV Core and then have it a little bit different with different, like, congratulations, you closed your property a year, you know, it was a year ago since you closed your property. So. Again, no, no, no need for that because you are, you're going to be sending emails to that person in a weekly basis anyways. Okay. Right. If you want to put okay. a reminder, yeah, that's fine. But once you start doing 20, 30, 40 transactions per quarter, and you are going to get there, Jose, because I, I know you're very disciplined. It's, it's just not going to be enough. Right. So but you can delegate that in the future. Okay. All right, guys. Let's see if I have one more. Uh, Anders got to run, but it was always a good way to start the week. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to all of you. I know all of you have to run to your 11 a.m. appointment. Me too. Remember, guys, this is the time to engage, the time to ask questions. Use the forum. Important, very, very, very important. And I know some of you speak Spanish. Remember, we have the same session at 1230 on Thursdays where we get to answer all your questions. But if you can attend the Monday one or the Thursday one, we always have the forum. The more questions you ask in the forum, the more we can help you. The more you engage with us, the more we can help you. All right, and Jose, it's, you know, Jose, you've been a regular since the beginning of the year. You don't miss any. So the more I see you, the easier for me it is to understand your business. The easier it is for me and our whole team, it is to help you guys. All right. So big hugs to everybody. Orlando. Yes. Can I very quickly just invite everybody, if you're available on Friday and in the sure. uh, general Deerfield Beach area, I'm having sure. a broker's open. Sure. Put it, if you um, put it right here. the file right here for you guys in the chat. Very good. There you go. So you guys have it. So great to meet faces with EXP. I'm right. I'm three weeks in with maybe coming on four now with EXP. Excellent. For your information, the brokers here, everybody, if you can download it, and if you're in that area, let's go. And by the way, you just give me an idea. If you have your listings, guys, uh, 
I'm going to create a Facebook uh, site, Facebook, not, not a Facebook page, but I'm going to create a link for all of you to share your listings. All right, guys. So everybody can see it and you guys can connect directly. All right, guys. Take care. See you next week. Mm -hmm.